Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Alfred Pennyworth, and I have a story to tell. Batman had trained many protégés over the years, and one of them was the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode number 1,602. Right next to me is my living, breathing cartoon. Jamie, I got one name. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Oh, you diabolical beast. Yes, uh, that's me. And right next to me is Kimmy. Always doing something new on a show that revolves around nostalgia and retro and old and and in a good way. And that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And how are you on this cartoon alternative kind of day? Great. And and why is it a cartoon alternative kind of day? Because it's Saturday. It's a Saturday, and Saturdays traditionally, especially for those who are listeners to the Riley and Kimmy show, hardcore listeners, that is, know that Saturday mornings meant cartoons, and we have a cartoon list available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and the entire uh, grid of what was on Saturday mornings against each other. It's really kind of cool. You can find out what was uh, on ABC, NBC, CBS at the exact same time. Maybe your favorite show was on. Maybe you're one of those in the 70s that liked uh, Valley of the Dinosaurs. Did you ever watch that, Kimmy? Mm. No. That was a CBS cartoon. Kind of, uh, I, I, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but it kind of had a little spin of Land of the Lost kind of thing. It was about a family or kids that went back in time to the, well, the Valley of the Dinosaurs. Mm. Maybe that was a favorite. You can find out what was up against it or what, what, what we just mentioned, Land of the Lost. What was up against Land of the Lost? Or going back into the uh, 50s when actually Saturday morning cartoons started, you can find out what was against what, who was actually running it, all the way to when this stopped. And I, I wish it hadn't stopped, but it, all the way when it stopped on networks going across, you know, the board. Really cool grid. Find it at RileyandKimmy.com. Today, make sure you check to see what comic book store in your area is celebrating Free Comic Book Day. It is Free Comic Book Day. It's an opportunity to get some free comics, participate in the world of comics, find out more about the superheroes you love, where they come from, and not just superheroes, but other genres as well. Some comic book shops have creators there, meaning those who actually create the comic books and published, writers and creators. Great opportunity to talk to them. Some have local artists who will be sketching. Some have uh, personalities and pop culture celebrities. So just check your area, find out uh, who is doing what. And if you're not you know, aware of where a comic book shop is or a name of one, you can go to our website at RileyandKimmy.com and find a comic book shop locator. You, you just use the zip code, goes out to one mile, all the way out to 50 miles around that zip code. 
you'll find a place for you. And if you'd like to find out where the Riley and Kimmy show is today, you can do that by going to our Facebook page. We are celebrating Free Comic Book Day, right, Kimmy? Yes, we are. Uh, you can find out on our Facebook page and other social media. We will be uh, updating you there with live feeds and, and possibly some interviews and things like that. Definitely a lot of photos and videos. You can find that location where the Riley and Kimmy show will be right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Being a Saturday, Kimmy, uh, I thought we'd have some quick fun here with, uh, well, cartoons. All right. Or a cartoon, as we have uh, an opportunity for you to identify the mystery cartoon. This cartoon, Kimmy, was on originally 1960 to 1966, then would go heavily into syndication. Keep in mind, 1960 to 1966. We have the theme of the cartoon for you to identify, but we've made it a little bit fun. We've scrambled it up. Uh, you know, I know you're thinking about scrambled eggs right now as we record this before sunrise. Mm. So if you can get this right, Kimmy... This scrambled up theme, we will give you scrambled eggs or whatever you want for breakfast or lunch anywhere in greater central Florida. Mm, eggs. Uh, okay. It could, it, are you ready? Are you focused? Uh-huh. Okay. The theme is backwards. Tell me the name of the cartoon. Kimmy, can you identify the backwards theme or have we thrown you? The Flintstones. That's right. The Flintstones aired originally 1960 to 1966. It was a prime time cartoon. It was the first. It set the uh, the door open for The Simpsons eventually, but it would go to other parts of other day parts, heavily syndication, and actually to Saturday mornings. You would find various versions of the Flintstones. Remember, they they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They uh, they made Pebbles a little bit older. Remember, and oh, uh, yeah. and she and Bam Bam were together. And mm -hmm. They had Schlepperock as a friend. Remember Schlepperock? No. Oh, uh, boy, Kimmy. Okay. That was some good cartoon there. Mm. Uh, it, it, anyway, Flintstones, various versions. That's our mystery cartoon of the day. You can find that cartoon grid, celebrity interviews we have done, videos, photos, also easy ways to take us anywhere on planet Earth like iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. All available on our website. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. I'm Patrick Riley. I'm Kimmy. We're The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. We're available for your next event in Florida. Please consider the Riley and Kimmy Show for your pop culture or nostalgia-based event. Art shows. Exhibitions. Festivals. Grand openings. Home and garden shows. Car shows. Collectible shows. Conventions. Animal and pet-related events. Let us promote your event with customized commercials and interviews. Live on-site promotions and podcasts. Please contact us on Facebook Messenger. All communications kept confidential. Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy Show. 
Riley and Kimmy Show. That is a question. Does Kimmy want to go back in time and challenge her brain cells with a thrilling game of pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Why, yes, I would. Okay, the timeline is scrambled up a little bit. Yeah, thinking eggs, right, Kimmy? Okay, it's scrambled Uh up a little bit. Mmm, and bacon. Uh, Possibly, okay. Uh, Yes, it's been scrambled up a little bit, meaning it's not in chronological or linear order. Help Kimmy out with answers. She actually believes in time travel answers. So talk to, whisper to, shout at, whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. And it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. And by the way, please help us, especially with some older listeners, maybe family members you have or maybe a colleague, co-worker or somebody you actually hate, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, tell them that they can listen to the Riley and Kimmy show on any computing device. It doesn't just have to be a smartphone. It can be anything. And kind of explain that to them. Right, Kimmy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Eh, help the show grow. Kimmy, moving to your very first question, you're going to need somebody to be shouting an answer, I think, to you. It was on this date in history, it was announced that this city had been chosen as a city where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be built. Our question is, when did this announcement happen? You have a plus or minus of five years. And where was the location? Where is it, actually, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um, 1980. We gave you a plus or minus of five. You miss it. And what is the location? <laughs> well, what was the year? 1986. Oh. That's when it was announced. Oh, okay. Um, that would be in Ohio. A city? Um, Alan Freed worked there, disc jockey who coined... Cleveland? Yeah, he made it mainstream. He didn't actually coin it. He made the, the word rock and roll mainstream. You're right. Cleveland, Ohio. Going back in time, Kimmy, here's an oldies question for you, but not music-related history. It was on his date in 1494. On his second voyage to the New World, this person cites Jamaica. Can you tell me who it is? Christopher Columbus. You are right. Moving to 1961, he became the first American in space when he made a 15-minute suborbital flight. Who is it? Um, It's not John Glenn, is it? He was number three in the Americans in space. It's not Wally Sharar. No. Um. I will help you here. It's not Gus Grissom. He was number two um, in space. He went up. I will give you another clue, Kimmy. This one had attitude. He would eventually go up in space again on in Apollo. He turned down Apollo 13 because he had a health condition, so he was grounded after going up with Mercury, and eventually uh, conquered the health condition and was allowed to go back up, and he was given Apollo 13 if he wanted to, but he said, no, I would have to bump the people out of 13 to take the place. So he chose Apollo 14 and hit golf balls on the moon. Who is it? Alan Shepard. That's right. The year is 1962. This person records this song. It would become number four in the Billboard Hot 100. Can you tell me who it is? Hey, baby, won't you take a chance? Say that you'll let me have this dance. Well, let's dance. Well, let's dance. Well, the twist of the dance that I want to do. Well, let's dance. Well, let's dance. A number two hit on the British charts, number four in the United States. Who is that? I don't know. 
That is Chris Montez. See, Ooh. proving you never listen to the oldies stations or none of them and I ever worked out of the classic hits. Just proves it right there. The year is 1966. Let's make sure here because sometimes she says, I, I, I didn't hear the year. The year is what? 1966? Yes, 1966. This person breaks the National League record for home runs when he hits number 512. The year's 1966. Who would that be? Hank Aaron? No. One more guess. I... Some thought he would break Babe's record. Uh, Nope. Willie Mays. The year is oh. 1968. This group performed their final concert in California. Identify the group. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. Can you tell me who that is? That hit for what it's worth. That's the actual title. Most people don't realize that. Can you tell me who the band is? Right, well, I'm I'm not doing too good now. Okay, shout out the answer to Kimmy. Give you a few seconds here. Anybody giving you the answer? Mm-mm. All right, it's Buffalo Springfield. The year's 1978. Tell me what team he was playing for. He registered his 3,000th major league hit. It is Pete Rose. Mm, well, that's the Cincinnati Reds. That's right. The year is 1999. He is named the Artist of the Decade at the 34th Annual Academy of Country Music Awards. Who is it? Our lives are better to live to chance. Who is it, Kimmy? Garth Brooks. That's right. The year is 2000. Actually, you're going to need help on this one. Please whisper, talk softly, or yell if you have to. If you can, maybe do that. Otherwise, don't get yourself in trouble. The answer to this one, because I think Kimmy's going to have difficulty. It's a TV question, but I have a feeling, I don't even know if you've ever seen this show. It aired on ABC. This was the final episode today on this date in history. Identify the TV show. Here is one of its themes. this uh, registering anything that's horrible well they decided to change that theme here's <laughs> one of its other themes three themes can you tell me the name of the tv show that's not much better i don't know uh, who 
Um, Saved by the Bell? You know, that is a very good guess because it is that kind of show. Here's the answer. When the spawn meets world. Boy Meets World, ABC aired for the last time on this date, 2000. Fred Savage's brother was in that, Ben Savage, and uh, the voice of Kit uh, played uh, like a principal or a teacher to him. You remember that at all? No. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, nobody did either because they would have shouted that answer out to you, right? Yeah. Moving to celebrity, notable weddings, or actually wedding. It happened on this date. The year is 2000. Actress Angelie Jolie, at the age of 24, marries this actor who is 44. They get married in Las Vegas, Nevada. Who does she marry? You don't need to hear things like that. You're just a boy. You need to think about good thoughts while you're still a boy. There's plenty of time for all the other. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me who she gets married to? The year is 2000. Yeah, Sling Blade. Uh, no, she doesn't marry Sling Blade. She marries the <laughs> actor, director, writer of Sling Blade. Who is it? Yeah, he's got three names. All right, Kimmy, we'll give you. A, we're going to give you a chance to actually get this one. That's not Charles Nelson Riley. No, it's not Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. Okay, uh, here here's one more clue. Yeah, I worked in a barber shop, but I never considered myself a barber. I stumbled into it, well, married into it, more precisely. We're trying to expand the empire. It wasn't my establishment. Like the fellow says, I only work here. The dump was 200 feet square, with three chairs, or stations as we call them, even though there are only two of us working. They were so much in love, they, they wore vials of each other's blood around their necks. Can you tell me who it is, Kimmy? Um, he's got three names. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, he has that Billy seri- Bob Thornton. Yeah, say, yeah. He's yeah, got that yeah. serial killer thing going. They usually have three names, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. It's Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, they were married. He was 44, and she was 24. Now, what year? They got married in 2000. What year did they get divorced? Um, Four years later? Uh, you're close. They divorced 2003. Moving to 2015, debut album for this artist is released. It would win the Grammy Award for Best Country Album of 2016 and Billboard Album Country, that is. Of the year for 2016. Identify who the recording artist is. She took down a photograph of our wedding day, ripped it down the middle, and threw my half away. And I got nobody to blame but me. I got nobody to blame but me. Nobody to blame but me. Can you tell me who that is? It's from the album Traveler that debuted on this date. Uh, nope. That's Chris Stapleton. Moving somewhere else on the timeline. This should be interesting to see if Kimmy has actually paid attention into, well, to her world, uh, where she uh, hangs out from time to time. As we have a history-oriented birthday question, because we're doing celebrity birthdays, Kimmy, famous people. This person born 1830. I've got my saddle on my horse. It's cold. Of course. I want to be. 
cowboy without this guy because you need a hat to be a cowboy right kimmy mm-hmm. well this hat manufacturer born on this date 1830 inventor of the cowboy hat <laughs> now the question for you kimmy can you tell me who this is he died in deland florida a university is named after him can you tell me who was born 1830 stetson John B. Stetson, born on this date. She does pay attention to her world. I'm just making sure there, Kimmy. Moving back to celebrity birthdays. This is an actor born on this date, Kimmy. 1913. He was in The Mark of Zorro in 1940. Blood in Sand, 1941. And a list of other films. Huge. He was a big box office draw. Now, I know you've not seen those films or, matter of fact, anything I think he has starred in except for one movie. A movie that taught you what the word geek means, what it really means. It's not a good word. Most people don't realize that. You found out what the word geek means in the movie Nightmare Alley, which he starred in, a 1947 film. Tell me who it is. Here's a a little scene where he becomes a geek. Geek. You know what a geek is, don't you? Yeah. Sure, I, I know what a geek is. Do you think you can handle it? Mister, I was made for it. Can you tell me? The actor, people were shocked he actually did this film because the film it was controversial at its time. It deals with circus performing and behind-the-scenes manipulations and scamming and thing like things like this. Can you tell me who that is? Who was born on this date? Who played Zorro? Mm, I can't. Oh, Kimmy, I should be able to. I just one yeah. of the greatest actors of Hollywood history. Mm. Tyrone Power, born on this date, 1913, died in 1958 at the age of 44. Had a massive heart attack and just died. Wow. Check out Nightmare Alley if you can find it. Occasionally, Movies Network runs that great 1947 film with Tyrone Power and Joan Blondell, and you will find out what the word geek means. What it really means. Mm-hmm. Right. That caused me to that movie caused me to Google it. it I, and I what's funny is it was one of these circumstances where I had told Kimmy what the word meant before. She didn't believe me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she sees the film and it's like, whoa, that can't be right. I'm going, well, I said that before, but that can't be right. And then she sees it and is shocked. I love that movie. I wish one of the classic cinema showings would show that film. Seriously, it is a very, very good film. Mm. Next individual born, 1926. Kimmy, she uh, got a, well, really known for a TV show from 1955 to 1959 called The Bob Cummings Show. Matter of fact, she won twice the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series because of that show. Matter of fact, her performance supposedly inspired Stan Lee... To create Pepper Potts for Iron Man. But you don't know her for that. You know her for this TV show from 1969 to 1974. Identify it. Here's the instrumental version. (laughs) 
Can you tell me the name of the TV show? The Brady Bunch. Yeah. You're on a roll here, Kimmy. Tell me who was born 1926. Mr. Brady. Hmm? I was wondering if, if you're not busy tonight, if I might speak to you and Mrs. Brady. Sure. Anything wrong? Oh, no. Just something I'd like to talk to you about. Sure. We'll go. We'll do it this evening. It's not that I have any complaints, you understand. Well, some of the happiest moments of my life have been spent right here in this house. She quit because Cousin Oliver moved in. No, I'm kidding. She, she did quit, though, because she felt guilty. She thought Mrs. Brady, she was cramping on Mrs. Brady's, you know, world. Because um, they just got married, you know, the married thing and everything. It was one of the early, early episodes. Can you tell me who that is? Ann B. Davis. That's right. Born on this date, 1926. Now, can you believe she was the inspiration for Pepper Potts? You no. know, before <laughs> for uh, Tony, Not Star- at all. Tony Stark, Iron Man's girlfriend. Can't imagine that. Uh, we'll see. It was a playful kind of thing because way back in the early days of Iron Man, you know, Pepper Potts kind of, you know, pined for him secretly and things like that. And that's kind of the way the Bob Cummings movie, uh, TV show was. And she was, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Don't bother. Don't even check it out. Well, she, the, was, she wasn't pining for Mr. Brady, was she? I'm just talking about the Bob Cummings show that she was originally in, which I she inspired. Know. I don't think so for Mr. Brady. I, it, was, with, yeah. it was the butcher. Can you tell me his name? Sam. Yeah, that's right. Sam the butcher is who she uh, she liked. Mm-hmm. Next question, Kimmy. You will need help. We have two clues for you. Celebrating his 84th birthday today, this musician had a number 17 hit on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1962. Tell me who's celebrating a birthday. <laughs> like something that would be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Anyhow, the song's called Tough. It was number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in 1962. Who's celebrating a birthday today? I'm stumped. Well, let's see if we can unstump you. 1962, he had this hit. It was number 36 on the charts. Tell me who that is. He's a saxophonist, Kimmy, if you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I don't know any saxophonists. Well, shame on you. Yes, you do. You actually know Kenny G and, and some others. Uh, but, okay. but not from that time period. Uh, well, he, this, this individual performed clear into just a few years ago. It is Ace Cannon. I was fortunate, misfortunate enough to travel across the country very young with a relative who... Love Ace Cannon. So you'd be driving down the highway hearing that on 8-track. I wouldn't put you to sleep? No. No. 
I, I don't know if he was trying to inspire me to play the sax or something. I, I have no idea. But he loved Ace Cannon. Still does. Matter of fact, brought it up recently when we talked. Next person born on this date, 1942. Country singer. Had a number one country hit in 1970. And it was number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100. Being the pop charts at the same time. Tell me who was born 1942. Can you tell me who that is? Tammy Wynette? Yeah, the song actually uh, had a resurrection due to the Bill and Hillary thing controversy, you know, when she stood behind him and she said she's not Tammy Wynette and all that kind of stuff. Next individual actress, Kimmy, tell me how old she is once you identify her. She is a four-time Academy Award nominee. She was nominated for the film The Grifters in 1990, also American Beauty in 99, Being Julia in 2004, and The Kids Are All Right in 2010. In 1991, she starred in the movie Bugsy. If you want a simple yes or no, you're going to have to finish the question. The way you were staring at me, I thought you were going to ask me for something a little more exciting. Like what? Use your imagination. I'm using it. Let me know when you're finished. Wife. Esther. Esther? Esther. E-S-T-A. Good. Let me Uh guess. I'll bet Esther lives her life faithful to her one and only Ben, who plays around like a jackrabbit on the side and lies about it through his teeth. I don't lie to Esther. That's noble. What do you do? Confess your sins three times a day? Can you tell me who is celebrating a birthday? Annette Benning. Yes. How old is Annette Benning? Within five years. 64. She is 60 today, and since 1992, she's been married to the person she starred with in Bugsy. Who is it? Warren Beatty. That's right, Kimmy. Moving to another section. I see dead people. Notables. Famous people who died on this date in history. He passed away 1821. Let's see if Kimmy paid attention to her history classes and uh, Igloo High, or maybe Igloo Elementary. This person was a French leader and emperor of France from 1804 to 1814. And then again in 1815, he died in exile at the age of 51. Can you tell me who it is? Napoleon. Uh, yeah, I thought I was going to have to use the clue Josephine. Yeah, okay, Gimme did fantastic there. I think you did a great job on this Saturday, especially uh, with the distractions of Free Comic Book Day at hand. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, and we're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. We mentioned moments ago that Tyrone Power was born on this date in 1913. He was no stranger to the golden age of radio. We have an excellent example, a episode titled The Guilty Always Run. It's from 1954. This is a thriller kind of episode, a suspenseful kind of episode. The plot, it's a story of a man who found that everything was against him. His wife distrusted him. His best friend had to give him an alibi all because of a girl. A dead girl. Little side note of trivia. William Conrad plays the character Lou, and you might remember William Conrad as canon. Here we go back in time to 1954. The guilty always run. Here's Tyrone Power on The Riley and Kimmy Show. 
you leave me alone all evening like that? It's way after 12 and... Listen, you told me it was all right. You told me to go. Answer the phone, will you? Okay. Or do you expect me to leap across the room okay, and... Okay, okay. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, anybody there? Well? Nobody there. What's the matter? I thought I heard something. Hello? Hello? Hello, hello? Somebody playing a joke, Jeff? I guess so. Karen? I don't start anything, Janie, huh? Was it Karen? Janie, baby. Janie. What? Listen. Sure. Sure, sweetie. What do you want me to listen to? It's not my fault you've got your hip in a cast. It's not your fault I've got my hip in a cast, dear. Oh, cut it out, will you? I'm clumsy. I go along on vacations to the beach and fall off a surfboard and break my hip and my husband meets another... Are you going to answer the phone? Uh Uh-uh. No. Bring the phone over to me, Jeff. Let me answer it. Sure. Here. Hello? What's the matter? You tell me. I asked you a question. What's the... Here, you take the phone. Hello? (laughs) Who is this? Hello? Yes, this is... Jeff. This is Jeff. Who... Hello. Hello, hello. Whoever it was hung up, Janie. Who was it, Jeff? I don't know. Was it Karen? Now, why don't you cut that out? It was a girl. Was it Karen? Karen sounded like she needed help. Loaded, probably. What does she look like? You never told me. Very tanned, very tall. And very beautiful. She really is. Calling here after midnight. Doesn't she know you're married? Didn't you tell her? I told her. You better go see if she's all right. Now, listen. Karen... You'd better go see. Yeah. was eight miles from Zuma Beach. Nearly two in the morning and a full moon and a few clouds and phosphorescence riding the lip of the surf. No one was home at Karen Lawrence's house. Her white convertible wasn't there either. I went home. Janie was sleeping, so I waited till morning to tell her. Then I went out on the beach and started to work on the surfboards with Lou, a friend of mine who'd taken the place next door. You know how I'd raise this stunt? How? Put a beer bottle cap on it, then set a hot iron on the cap. The dental pop right up. Yeah, I might try it when... Hi. Oh, hello there. Ah, hello. I'm Phyllis George. Which one of you is Jeff? Not Lou, huh? Jeff. <laughs> Always Jeff. Me. What did you do with Karen? What are you talking about? I drove out to see her. We were going shopping today. She's not home. The inside of her house is a wreck. Why ask me? 
She told me yesterday she was going to load up her surfboard and try to trap you into some moonlight surfing. How did she make out? She made out good. Yeah, we went surfing. Where's Karen, Sonny? All right, baby. I'm going to the cops. We finished resurfacing the boards after that. Not much talk. I kept looking down the road for the cops that girl promised. No cops. After a while, I said to Lou, see ya, and went back to Janie. Carried her out to the strand of white beach we bought for the summer. Oiled her back and her shoulders and her arms and then her face. Then lay down and set the ball of sun spinning. And that's how a day got done. Around ten that night, the moon was low but gaining altitude fast. Jeff? Yeah, honey? It's a beautiful night out there. Very beautiful. Uh-huh. No sense you sitting around listening to the radio. Why don't you take the board, go surfing in the moonlight? No, no, Janie, I... Listen to me, sweetie. If I could, I'd go with you. There's nothing right now I want more to do. So you go, huh, sweetie? Don't let me ruin all of it for you. Oh, Janie, I don't mind... You go, take the board and go, because I asked you to. Because I want you to. I went. And the waves were coming in gentle and fast and moon-crested from about 150 yards offshore. I paddled the board out, easy and slow, to where the moon was shaping them. It's where I saw her. Karen. Her hair floating and woven in a web of kelp. And her face moon white. And her lips and splotches of color on her throat where the bruises were. Karen in the wet shroud of a silk dress. Dead Karen. In the sodden jacket I'd lent her the night before. I got back to the house. Janie was asleep. I didn't wake her. I got into some clothes, went out to the car. Hey, wait a minute. Is that you, Jeff? Yeah, it's me, Lou. Lou, come out here a minute, will you? Uh, Sure. I couldn't sleep. I was reading. I heard the car, and I thought maybe... Something I want to tell you about last night, Lou. Something you don't know. All I know about last night is that you and Karen went surfing by moonlight this morning. A girl named Phyllis rode up and yelled, cop in your face, because no more beautiful Karen. (laughs) After that, I lose you. Just listen to me, huh? Well, I'm listening, Jeff. Well, like you said, I went surfing with her. After that, she needled me into taking her to that joint down the highway for a beer. It's been done. A beautiful girl sometimes merits a beer. Ah, Janie doesn't know about it, huh? That's what you're trying to say? Something else. All right, something else. It was while we were in the joint. She... Well, you know, Karen, you'd know what she... Yeah, if only you better than I. Is that what you did, Jeff? I had to walk out on her. She followed me out. I told her off. Put her in her car and told her off for the rest of time. Marriage, I said to her. Happily married. And a couple of other things I said. She cried, and then she drove off. I walked the beach for a long time. Jeff... It's the last I saw her, Lou. I swear it. I swear it. What's eating on you, kid? A little while ago, I found her. 
floating in a kelp bed, dead. I think murdered. Where were you going just now, Jeff? To the police. Jeff. Yeah? Police is where grief is. What? You told Karen off, you said, and never saw her again. You swore it when I didn't even know what you were talking about. Don't you believe me? Don't... Police is where grief is. Police and Karen murdered can burst wide open what you got with Janie. You forgot a thing, Jeff. What? You didn't walk a lonesome beach last night. You left Karen, you came to my house. We sanded the surfboards. Isn't that what you forgot? Lou, from me to you, an alibi. An alibi maybe you don't need, but from me to you. Because of what you and Janie mean to me. of what he said because it was a big grief because it might kill what it was Janie and I had together the summer and beach and sky and sea and a love I had for her I waited till Lou had gone back into his house and I swam out to where Karen was I took off her the jacket I'd lent her the night before I swam back to shore and found a littered strand of beach and burned the jacket and buried the scorched rags and I went home and slept and it was Janie who woke me Jeff. Jeff, there's a fellow outside. Huh? Huh? A fellow outside wants to talk to you. Who? A Mr. Anders, a policeman. Look, Janie, no matter what, that phone call last night... From Karen? That phone call? No matter what, don't say anything about it. Nothing. A fellow's waiting at the door for you, Jeff. No matter what, do you hear? No matter... to see me? You, Jeff Marlowe? That's right. Swimmer found a girl out in the kelp this morning. Girl we all know around here. Karen Lawrence. Well, what's that got to do with me? She was murdered, Mr. Marlowe. Strangled. Somebody killed her and put her out on the tide. Let's go inside and talk about it. come she's dead? I don't know. Jeff? Oh, it's nothing, Janie. This gentleman just wants to know if I know Karen Lawrence. Why does the gentleman want to know that, Jeff? Well... Why do you want to know that? She's dead. That's not the question I asked you. She was murdered. That's still not the question. Asking around about her, your husband's name gets mentioned more than anybody else's. I see. And she was murdered, all right, in case you've got any doubt about it. Strangled. Bruise marks here and here. Two thumbs, you know. Wearing all her clothes. Good swimmer, I understand, so we've got a tab at murder. And I've got to ask, Mr. Marlowe, if you killed her. No, sir, I did not. But you know her. Oh, yes, sir. Now, look, you don't have to yes, sir, or no, sir, me. Okay. Uh, you were with her last night. We got that from Phyllis George, a friend of hers. Well, look, this is what happened. One day, Karen comes up from Malibu with a board and... Pretty helpless about getting from her car to the surf. Yeah, when was this? Ten days ago. Eleven. 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 
the afternoon of the morning I broke my hip. Well, I can pick it all up till yesterday, Marlowe. Uh, Talk has it she liked you. Did Talk have it I tried to ignore her? Yes, it did. Did Talk have it that right off I told her I was married? Yes, yes, it did. I also checked next door your friend Lou Foster. He says he was with you around the time the girl was probably killed. Then what are you coming around here for? And What about the bar? Bar on the coast highway near Topanga Canyon, Marlowe. Barkeep said okay, that you were... Okay, okay. Like a fool, I took her down there for a beer night before last. Night before last is when she was killed. To talk it out, to tell her to stay away. Look, maybe to you it sounds... Well, don't like... get yourself excited, Marlowe. That's just what I do. Dame was chasing me, didn't want her to. Take her some quiet place and talk to her. Adult, over a beer. Well, I hope your hip gets better, Mrs. Marlowe. Thanks. And thank you for your courtesy, both of you. Sure. Jeff? Yeah? You didn't tell me you took her for a drink. Just for a beer. Oh. Now look, Janie. To tell her not to love you anymore, Jeff? What's been going on, anyhow? Hello? Mr. Marlowe? That's right. Who's this? Norm. Norm? Yeah, Norm Sloan, Mr. Marlowe. I got the Topanga Innery on the Coast Highway. You've been in here. In fact, night before last, you were in here with Karen Lawrence. I understand from the police that Karen... What do you want? I can't talk to you over the phone, Mr. Marlowe, but I wish you'd stop in here any time in the next half hour or so. If I were in your shoes, I would, Mr. Marlowe. Bye. Who was it? Nobody. Who was it, Jeff? Nobody. I'm going out. You don't want to hear my troubles, Mr. Marlowe, so I'll just tell you this. I didn't tell that policeman about the arguments you and that girl had in here. Since you were the only ones in here, then I'm the only one who knows about it. And what happened out front when you left? How she was carrying on and crying. And from what Mr. Anders, that policeman, said, she must have been murdered a couple hours after you left here with her. Now, uh... Look, I don't know what you told the police, but you came down when I called Mr. Marlowe, so what am I to figure? As long as you're here, Mr. Marlowe, I'd like to know what it feels like to go out to Santa Anita with a thousand dollars and not care if I win or lose. With a thousand dollars, Mr. Marlowe. Today, Mr. Marlowe. thousand. For what, Jeff? For what I need. To buy off a murder charge. Are you crazy, kid? You got it, Lou. You're gonna give it to me? You're crazy? How deep into it can you get? A thousand now? A thousand a week, maybe, for the rest of your life? And You're then not you... gonna do it, huh? You're not gonna give it to me. Who are you buying from, Jeff? Sloan. Runs the beer joint on the highway. He saw me and Karen outside a his... A thousand, huh? He must have seen a lot. You'll get it back, Lou. Every nickel. All right, Jeff. Drive me to my bank. And Jeff... Thanks. Thanks. That's not what I meant. This is what I meant. This'll do it, Jeff. It's as far as I can go. 
So luck and a long life, kid. We just stared at each other for a while. Then I had to lift his hand from his side to shake it. No more talk. I drove him to his bank. Lou got the money, gave it to me. I drove him to his house and then went to Sloan's joint. Bought a bottle of beer. Drank half of it. Paid him $1,000 for it. Sloan laughed from deep in his stomach. <laughs> Hello? Hi, honey. Who is this? I'm, I'm sorry, there's no one here. <laughs> Honey, baby, it's Jeff. No, no, there's no one here by that... Jeff, listen, the police are here, they... What? What are you... That you, Marlowe? This is Anders Marlowe, sheriff's office. Now listen, Sloan, that beer joint fella, he called the office a little while ago, said you offered him $100 to keep his mouth shut. A hundred? Now you come in, Marlowe, because a when hundred? you did that, you practically signed a confession. I let the receiver hang and let him talk into nothing, and I ran. Off the coast highway, down the beach, a couple of miles, farther to Santa Monica Pier, farther to Ocean Park. Me, wanted for murder. Because Karen, dead Karen, wanted a part of my life, and I wouldn't give it to her. Because her girlfriend stuck her face into mine and yelled, Cop! Girlfriend, Phyllis George. I found her address in the Venice phone book. I went there. Rooming house overlooking one of the phony canals they have. Second floor rear. Phyllis. Scared. Staring. Holding it in. You just get out, you hear? Just keep away from me. You gotta help me, understand? Things you know about Karen. Fellows she knew. One fellow, maybe, who wanted her dead. You. You did it. Nobody wanted her dead. Help me. Help me. What was it you had with Karen? It makes you choke her and kill her and throw her out into the ocean like she was... I didn't. I didn't kill her. You get out of here, huh? Because you scare me. Because you scare... Just listen, huh? Anything you know about her that I can take to the cops... Keep away. Keep away. Kill her. Kill her. Kill... Shut up. Shut up. Like... Karen, huh? That's how you choke. That's what you did to her, killer? That? Like you wanted to do to me just now? No, no, I don't. <laughs> don't. Don't do... This is Jeff. Where are you, kid? Listen. How's Janie? I didn't call her because the line's probably tapped or something. How's Janie, Lou? She's okay. Where are you? I, I want you to meet me, Lou. Tell me how things are going. How... I gotta talk to somebody. Sure. Where are you? Phone booth outside a drive-in laundry in Venice. Rose and 3rd Avenue. I'll pick you up there, kid. Right away, Lou. Right away. 
How you feeling, kid? Scared, Lou. Yeah, I'll bet. How did I get into this, Lou? What happened? Why am I running away? Uh, Jeff, let's not... Let's not what? Let's not kid. Huh? Because I'm in this, too. That alibi I gave you. What do you mean, let's not kid, Lou? The way you pounced on the alibi, paying blackmail. Is that any way for an innocent... You're saying what, Lou? Come on, Jeff. You really think I killed her, don't you? Listen, Jeff, Janie and I were talking. Janie thinks I killed her. Yeah. Yeah, she does, Jeff. You ask and I told you. Okay. Okay. What are we stopping for? This is where you're getting out. What are you talking about? Hey, what is this? Open the door, Marlo. That's the boy. Now come on out. That's it. You can slide out too, Mr. Foster. Sure. Sure. Lou. That's right. I told Mr. Anders I'd bring you here, kid. Look, I didn't kill her. I did a lot of things wrong, but I didn't... Just don't whimper, Jeff, huh? The old nerve, kid. Like sliding in on a big one. Like the thrill things, kid, huh? Like you and Karen. It wasn't like that. How was it, kid, huh? What was the formula? Flex the muscle and be polite. Brown eyes looking up at you in here. Take my coat. You must be cold. And let's have a beer and back to the beach. Ooh. Back to the beach. And after all of it, she was only kidding all the time. What did you strangle her for? The coat, Lou. How did you know about it? What? The coat. My coat I put on her. Uh, sure, the one she was drowned in. There was no coat. I went back there after she'd been murdered. Took the coat from her and burned it. The same crazy reason I did everything wrong. How do you know about the coat, Lou? Now, look. Nobody this... knew about that coat but me and whoever killed her. Then why did you come running to me for an alibi? I didn't, Lou. You suggested I ought to have one. You would be my alibi. That way, you'd have one, too. What about it, Foster? <sighs> what can he say? Those phone calls call and hang up till Janie got on the line, then let Janie listen to her in pain. And calling out my name. Start suspicion right at home base. You really built it, didn't you? I, uh... We better go. I... Hey, don't shoot that, Foster! Stop! Hey! Hey, don't! Lou didn't die. He'll stand trial. Summer's fading and vacation's long over. But sometimes, sometimes on weekends, Janie drives me out to Point Dune. And we sit there. And we watch the sunset ride in on the long, slow curve of surf. And we don't talk. Suspense, presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Tyrone Power. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Bluskin. The Guilty Always Run was written for Suspense by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. 
In tonight's story, Kathy Lewis was heard as Janie and William Conrad as Lou. Featured in the cast were Charlotte Lawrence, Frank Nelson, and Jack Crucian. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.